So I hope you all are doing well. This is John Day here with the Weekday Bugle as usual. Um, I noticed I went on ahead and tried to add a little intro. So that's going to be kind of our little routine. It might change. It might, I might switch it up a little here and there every now and then. But I decided to do, the, do, do, do a little bit of something different. But So over the weekend, um, we've had a couple of things coming in. Um, so... As you all know, Biden is um, President Biden made a whole bunch of gaffes, and yeah, these the week um, these gaffes played out like America's possible worst national security nightmare. The, the, his Euro tour turned into um went from something that had a very large potential and to a into a horror movie where things started to go eerily off to full-blown crisis in a matter of seconds. Now, his trip was meant to reassure Europeans that when it comes to beating back Vladimir Putin, America is in to win it. That, what happened was something else entirely. On the surface, the folksy Uncle Joe routine plays well in Europe, finding statements of solidarity along with reassurance of U.S. commitment to Ukraine and the defense of NATO. That, it all gets good press. Most importantly, from European, for most European leaders, he never asks them for more than anything than than they are already willing to do. He is the in, he is the inoffensive bystander in chief. Trailing behind the likable Biden, however, is a dark shadow. Two perplexing problems pose a nagging worry for the future of the transatlantic community. One is Biden's continued penchant for face planting gaps. That the White House must then explain away. He pretty they gotta cover they gotta clean up his mess every time he messes up. This strip included at least half a dozen from suggesting American troops would deploy into Ukraine to implying that the US would respond to a Russian and use of nuclear of chemical weapons with chemical weapons, which the US does not even have. Which I did not know that at first. Listen, I know I do now. It does help. It does not help that a national security team that has proven itself subpar backs Biden. President, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris's European visit, for instance, looked like the stuff on a Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh my God! Vice President Harris's European visit, for instance, looked like the stuff of a Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> It really did. The White House would be hard-pressed to cite one positive outcome. As if their halting response to, to the Ukraine crisis weren't enough. The word around Washington is that Biden's team is only days away from announcing a new Iran nuclear deal. One that's even weaker than the last, sure to spark new tensions and conflict in the region. And bound to raise more new questions about the competence of Biden and his advisors. The second problem is a deeper one that the, than the cognitive abilities of the president and his team's lack of, of competence. It's that they all have shown no skill, no ability to formulate and execute strategy to safeguard the long-term interests of the United States. More than a year after taking office, Biden boasts a national gender strategy, but still no national security strategy. The, the lack of strategic vision is particularly troubling right now 
how how is the U.S. going to lead after this war to ensure that Putin never troubles us again? The Russian president remains a military threat and has and still has the energy as a weapon of blackmail, coercion, profit, and influence. Biden doesn't have a long-term response for neither. We need strengthened conventional and strategic deterrence and energy independence. Biden has offered band-aids and wishful hopes. That much is true. And make no mistake, the Chinese Communist Party is taking notes of it, taking note of his weakness. Biden can hope Putin goes away and that the renewable energy powers for the free world all he wants. But both are magical thinking. In the end, this trip is a reminder that Americans are led by a tired man of limited ability, backed by a team who are no better than, than th at this now than when they worked for President Obama. And that much is true. I can tell you that right off the bat. And, and it's pretty scary that um, Disney is, has been outspoken on DeSantis' parental right bills, but is silent on Uyghur genocide in China. Now, let me, let me tell you this. The, Dis, the Walt Disney Company has been doing a lot of dirty deals in China with the, with the, with the CCP. They've been, they actually filmed, they actually filmed, um, what was that movie called? The one with the Chinese, with the Chinese woman that was, that, um, turned, that was like, kind of like a samurai or a ninja or something. I, for, I forget what the movie was called. It was a good movie though. But they filmed the new live action one in China where they're persecuting the Uyghurs. So they're doing, they're, they're doing some sneak, some sketchy backroom deals with the Chinese and they're filming with them and they're not even speaking about the genocide that they're, um, that they're technically aiding and abetting by um, paying the Chinese money to film in their um, private locations. It's pretty scary stuff. The Walt Disney Company is an American and is an industrial is an American industrial titan with a loud voice in the comp and with a loud voice. The company has used to maintain against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's parental rights bill, and they call it the Don't Say Gay Bill, which you will see find out soon why it's not the Don't Say Gay Bill. As loud as they are against the state policy that they get, that they disagree with, Disney has been silent on um, about the ongoing Muslim um, Uyghur genocide in China, even as they film movies there. Fox Business appear um, reached out to Disney asking why it appears that they are more vocal in speaking out on the DeSantis back back bill than the literal genocide going on in China, and if the company would condemn the ethnic cleansing. Disney did not respond to Fox Business's request for comment. Obviously, that's the usual. DeSantis um, spokeswoman Christina Pushaw eviscerated Disney um, in a Friday email to Fox Business, blasting the Mickey Mouse, blasting the Mickey House, the Mouse Houses, having failed to condemn the Chinese Communist Party's human rights violations, but but that the company's disposition um, disposition towards the genocide is much worse than silence. Disney has actively endorsed the CCP's mistreatment of ethnic and religious minorities, Pushal said. Disney's live-action film Milan was filmed in Xinjiang with, with, with the Uyghur internment camps edited out of the background. Disney actually thanked Xinjiang CCP officials, the same communists forcing Uyghurs into gulags in the, in the credits of the movie. Pushal pointed... To an, to an IndieWire article 
talking about how, how about the Uyghur detainment centers, which China calls voluntary education centers, and said DeSantis has led the way in protecting Floridians from malign influence of the Chinese Communist Party and has consistently criticized CCP human rights abuses. If you look at how these major companies behave when faced with Chinese disapproval, they censor what the CCP tells them to censor, and we see groveling apologies. DeSantis said in December 2021 press release cited by Pushaw. Pushaw. Go back a generation and the, and the idea of American elites was if we allow China into the WTO and, and give them the most favored na- and give them most favored nation status, that will make China more like us. DeSantis comments continued. This experiment has failed and it has endangered our, our nation's national and economic security. DeSantis has spoke one on also excited video of the governor's remarks slamming Disney after the CEO of Disney called him to express opposition to the parental rights and education bill. You have companies like a Disney that are going to say and criticize parent, parents' rights. They're going to criticize the fact that we don't want transgenderism in kindergarten and first grade classrooms. And that's the hill they're going to die on, DeSantis said. Then how then then how do they possibly explain lying in their pockets with their relationship with the, from the Communist Party of China? That's because because that's what they do and they make a fortune and they don't say a word about the brutal really brutal practices that you see over there at the hands of the CCP. Puchal said that the corporations should focus their business and create and creating value for customers before torching Disney for losing sight of their company being family friendly entertainment. In Disney's case, that means family-friendly entertainment, not radical progressive activism. Corporations do not have veto power over bills passed by Florida's duly um, elected legislator. Woke Woke virtue signaling is empty and meaningless, particularly from companies that bow down before a brutal communist regime so they can line their pockets with money from China. The Mouse House made headlines on Friday after an open letter from an anonymous group of religiously and politically conservative employees speaking out about their beliefs coming under attack um, by the company they work for. The employees warned the company not to take political stances that, that alienate some workers and parties of Disney's audience and claim that Disney has become an increasingly uncomfortable place to work for those who don't agree explicitly progressive policies. The employees heap praise on Disney, noting that our work contributes to a fountain of wonder that inspires joy, awe, and delight in guests and audiences of all ages. However, they warn that over the last few years, one group of cast members has become invisible within the company. The Walt Disney Company has has come to be an increasingly uncomfortable place to work for for those of us whose political and religious views are not explicitly progressive. We watch quietly as our beliefs come under attack from our own employer, and we frequently we frequently see those who share our opinions condemned as villains by our own leadership. Disney has long been under scrutiny over ties to China and silence over the human rights abuses plaguing the country, where they actively pay money to film movies. Pretty terrifying. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, truly, Disney has been really inching to the left, and um, I can even tell you. That they all they removed the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, um, 
thing when they um, announced the fire, the fire, fireworks show. Now they say dreamers of all ages, seemingly making reference to um, to sexual minorities and um, illegal immigrants, seemingly appealing to them. And that was explicitly to um, appease the transgenders and the others who don't who don't identify as men and women, which is just crazy. This shows you how seemingly mentally um, demented these people are. This, this is crazy. And then they just stay silent over time. They stay silent over China and their human rights abuses. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. The leadership just needs to change. But big companies will always be big companies. And yeah, DeSantis was the spokeswoman was the spokesperson was on point. They don't have the power to veto a bill, to veto a parental rights bill. They don't have the power to do that. They're just a company. They don't have the power. They don't have legislative power to do anything about these bills. And it's not the don't say gay bill. It's got nothing to do saying you cannot be gay. Or it's got, it's, it's got nothing to do with um, not being gay in school or anything. It's got nothing to do with that. It simply protects the rights of, par- of parents and children who are being abused by my by woke school boards who have who have drag queens go tell the go tell three or three and the kids that are under the age of ten or thirteen um, stories and tell them about how wonderful it is to be trans how wonderful and beautiful it is to be transgender and why you should be and then they expose their God knows what whatever they have to the kids. And then you got kids going home saying, Mommy, what is that? What, what was that? What was that thing? And, you know, these kids, they don't understand because they're too young to comprehend these things. It's like, let them eventually figure it out themselves when they're in adolescence. Let them figure it out. But, like, don't expose them to these things, like, at this age. Don't expose it to them per- on purpose. I mean, this is just ridiculous. And it's disgusting. Same thing with critical race theory. Same thing with critical race theory. CRT. The one thing that we Republicans have been talking about for quite some time now. And then you've got these kids going to school learning about all these all this stuff. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's so bad. I mean, I haven't personally seen any CRT. I mean, yes, I have seen some things that cater to a woke message, perhaps. But I haven't seen any CRT myself. I don't know if I could say the same for my um, youngest brother who's eight years old, I can't say the same for that, I'm sure he's probably, I'm sure that he's probably seen some CRT of sorts, but he probably hasn't said anything yet, which that only, that only, that, that kind of has me, that kind of, you know, concerns me a little bit, because I don't want to, I don't, I would hope that he wouldn't come home and saying, my, mom and dad, mommy, daddy, are we all, are, are we all racist? You know, like, you got some kids that are coming home to their parents, some little kid, little kids come home, and they say, Mommy, am I a racist? And then you got some African American kids that'll come home and say, Mommy, am I permanent am I am I permanently oppressed by whites or something? Or these people that they call whites and it's like what what does this mean? <laughs> and it's like, you know, you're 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 putting people into different camps and saying that one's racist and then one's the oppressed. They, and there's no solving this. This is the this is the society that this is the new world order they want to put out on us. And this is just ridiculous. This is it's dumb. Sure, 
parts of our history were dark and grim and were quite disgusting and are worthy of condemnation, but but then they go, but then these radical progressives go out there and then they blame the entire the entire Caucasian race for everything that's happened. They blame us all and they go ahead and say it's all your fault. And then they go ahead and they blame the rest of us and say that we're all inherently racist and we have to accept our privilege. And I'm like, what privilege? I'm like, if you, it doesn't matter what race you are. If you get caught in the car with drugs or an illegal weapon or a firearm, like I said, or if you just get caught with expired tags, they're going to pull you over. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, Latino, Asian. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what race you are, okay? If you have some, if you're doing, if you got some kind of record, if you got a record of sorts, then you're going to go in, you're going to either get a ticket or you're going to go to jail. You get caught with an illegal gun, you're going to jail. If you get caught with expired tags, they're going to pull you over and write you a ticket. No need to complain, just like that one um, African-American lady did to that one Latino cop that was simply, and it was in California, I think. Of all places, obviously. It just had to be California. And this uh, woman was getting pulled over by this guy. Was getting it. Was this guy, this Latino cop, was going to write this ticket um, to this lady. Because she had expired tags, I think. And the lady kept on saying, you're an evil, hateful, murdering, racist cop. And she kept throwing all kinds of ethnic slurs at him. Because he's an evil Spanish. He's an evil Mexican an evil Mexican murdering thieving cop, and so she and then she called him a capitalist pig and said he was an evil he was an evil cop a pig, and was calling him all kinds of every other name under the sun, and he's and the guy's keeping his cool. I mean I couldn't do that. I would have I would have said something of some nature, or I would have said something. I would have stepped up and said something, or I would have called somebody. But and and then she's got a child in the back, and then she says some dumb like, "What do you what do you want to do? You want to murder my kid? What, you want to murder my little child in the back?" And and I mean this is I mean this is so, so such this, the disrespect for the police these days is absolutely off the chain. It's ridiculous. But um, I, but shout out to the cop for keeping us cool. He kept us cool the whole time and said, "I'm sorry, you feel this way," and then. She all the while she's still raving at this cop and going on a rant about at this cop about racism and evil how he's evil and he's a capitalist pig he's an oppressor and I'm like oh my god I'm like dude isn't I'm like according to CRT I think he's in one of the oppressed categories am I right but I mean this is just ridiculous and the cop's getting berated by this person that he's simply just gonna write a ticket to he's not gonna do anything to you unless you got drugs in the car but like. Come on, man. So he kept his he keeps his cool and he just writes the ticket and says, "I'm sorry you feel this way. All right, you have a good evening." And then she's still sitting there raving at him and getting angry with him over nothing, simply because she, the cop showed up. And I mean, when the guy showed up, he she's like, "Oh great, a cop." He's like, "Oh great, a murdering Mexican cop." And I'm like, "Oh my god, she's doing ethnic slurs, and she's gonna go ahead and throw the race card at him." And say that's say you're racist. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, he's one of the so-called oppressed peoples. He's under that category, right? Allegedly under the CRT doctrine. But like, none of this makes any sense. It's just so dumb. 
the disrespect towards the police, to, towards law enforcement in general these days is just, it's phenomenal. It's ridiculous. And then, you know, the stuff that we see that, are, that the people that are teaching our children to hate law enforcement. But like, you know, this is it's just ridiculous, but I should just dedicate an entire episode to talking about all this crazy radicalism um, and talking about all this stuff, BLM, dedicate an episode to the Azov Battalion, perhaps, and give y'all an exclamation on that. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Anyway, um, this has been, this has been, um, this has been John, this has been John Day with the Weekday Bugle, and I hope you guys have a good evening, and this is, and this is been your weekday news and I will go ahead I will go ahead and end this with a good song here with a good song here I will I will go I'll go ahead and end this with a with a good outro I'll I'll end it with that. Yeah, we're coming.